What is up, guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Zeke Said So Show. This is the one and only show where we talk about all things movie news, video games, television, comic books, and all that sorts of good stuff. And, yep, we got a good show for you guys today. We got a very good show for you guys today. Um, filled with a lot of topics that we want to discuss. Um, and, uh, you know what? We're not even going to uh, get into any... We're just going to get right on into it with the movie news segment. So let's start off with this first movie news topic today. I know, 30 seconds into it and we're already getting started. So here we go. So the first images from the Uncharted film have been released. And it and in this image we see Tom Holland in the full Nathan Drake costume. Which is... Very identical to the uh, to the little outfit he wears in the video games, uh, with and I am just it, I gotta say, seeing this image really makes me excited. Um, I wasn't in on the idea of Tom Holland playing um, Nathan Drake, and I still am kind of not into it just because I, I like, I'd rather have a Nathan Drake who's older, who's a little bit, um, more experienced, who's a little bit, he's, he's more of a seasoned, uh, treasure hunter. Um, I'd rather start there rather than telling basically a story about a younger Nathan Drake who's still trying to figure out everything. Um, but whatever, they're not going to do that. It's all cool. Um, but I got to say, this this looks amazing. The costume looks great. I think Tom Holland looks great in the costume. And I think I, I think he's going to do a good job portraying the role. Um, was he my first choice? Absolutely not. I thought the two choices I would have gone with are actually um, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, who's playing Sully. And... Um, uh, or Nathan Fillion, uh, for Nathan Drake. Those are those were the two that I thought could have done it, um, and especially after watching that short that short that was released a few years ago, with Nathan Fillion as Nathan Drake was just I just, oh, that's so it would have been so great, um, but um, but yeah, no, uh, I'm. I'm cool with this. Now, the question is, does this boost my anticipation for the Tom, for Tom Holland as Nathan Drake? I will say, after seeing this image, I'm more on board with it than I was a month ago. Now, the movie itself, I've always been excited for. I've always been excited for the movie. Because Uncharted is my favorite video game of all time. You guys gotta understand... Uncharted is my absolute all-time favorite video game. The first one, second one, third one, and fourth one, I think are all amazing. Third one is the weakest one, but it's still a great game. Like, all four of them just got better and better and better. Um, I think the one, the two that aren't so great are more of the prequel slash spinoff games. Um, so, like, the spinoff game with... Uh, uh, Chloe and Nadine, I didn't think was all that great. Then you had the other prequel one. I can't remember what that one was called, but it basically featured a young Nathan Drake. Um, but the four part Uncharted video games, Uncharted 1, 2, 3, and 4, I think are all 
awesome. <laughs> Especially the fourth one. I mean, if you guys haven't at least seen the cutscenes for the fourth one, watch it. It's like a... It, one of the things I loved about Uncharted, and this is something that I've always felt with, I feel like Uncharted actually blends itself to a two and a half hour movie. Um, I think there's a lot you could do. Um, it could be this generation's version of Indiana Jones if you did it right. Um, you know, uh, now we don't know. Maybe, hopefully, they get it right. Um, Tomb Raider, but let's just, Tomb Raider wasn't great. I didn't like, and I'm talking about the new one. Um, actually, all of them weren't great, but the new one, especially to me, I thought had potential to be this generation's version of Indiana Jones, but it just wasn't for me. For me, I felt like it was kind of... To me, it felt like... It felt like an a poor man's version of what Uncharted should be. You know, Uncharted... You know, if I saw Nathan Drake hopping on logs on a waterfall, I would buy into that more just because... I know the Uncharted game very well, and I've played that game, like, I played all four of those games on a loop, but, I don't know, I just, I'm, I, again, I'm just not really, I don't know, I, I just wasn't into Tomb Raider, because I felt like it just, there were certain aspects of that movie that very much, that I was like, oh, that's, ba that's, pulled right from an uncharted game. I know exactly what's what that is pulled from, you know. But I'm just really excited. Uh, the other thing I'm really excited for come back to this uncharted movie. Um the one thing I'm also really excited for is to see Tom Holland do all of these crazy like jumps that Nathan Drake does in the games. Now Tom Holland we all know is incredibly um, you know, physique-wise, he's he's in very good shape, obviously, because he's Spider-Man. But I don't know. I'm just I'm just ready for Tom Holland to be jumping off of buildings and jumping from mountain to mountain. You know, it's just climbing like these really high, like ancient temples. You know, I'm just so excited. I'm just really. I'm kind of getting excited about it just thinking about what what they're gonna do but uh we'll just have to wait and see when uncharted uh comes out all right uh let's go ahead and talk about the next movie news topic and the next movie news topic we have is this the first trailer for the new disney animated film raya and the last dragon has debuted now this is 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 the next disney animated film supposed to come out in november of this year but because of COVID-19 and because 2020 is a piece of crap year, um, that never happened. Um, but what we did what we did get was we did get the first trailer. It is supposed to come out in March of next year. Hopefully movie theaters are open by then that we can go see this movie. Um, and uh, this also had its uh this was one of the films that had its uh that had the footage kind of debut at um at uh D23 last year and i remember hearing so many people go 
oh my gosh, this Raya and the Last Dragon looks so great. And I was like, eh, it's probably being overhyped. It's probably being overhyped. But, you know, I said the same thing about Zootopia, and that movie turned out to be great. But we got our first trailer, and let's just watch this thing. It's a two-minute trailer. Well, it's not even a trailer. It's a teaser trailer. But let's go ahead and watch this thing, and we and I'll, and I'll tell you guys my thoughts after we finish watching this thing. So here we go. I mean, animation number one looks great. I rarely enough love the trailer music too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is uh, the teaser for Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, now, what do I think of this trailer? I really like this trailer, and I'm actually now really interested in the movie itself. Um, I think it looks very different from what Disney has been doing recently with their animated films. I mean, I've liked the majority of their animated films recently, but the last couple of them I haven't been a huge fan of. Um, I think the last one that I loved was Moana. Um, I didn't like Ralph Breaks the Internet, and I hated Frozen 2. Hated Frozen 2. Hopefully, since this is more of an original property, it's not a sequel, it's not a reboot, or it, it is its own, it's going to be a, a new thing that we kind of experience for the first time. Um, and I'm, and that's what excites me about it is that it's, it's going to feel new. It's going to feel different. I mean, definitely taking aspects of other Disney films that we've seen before, but I feel like it's going to do basically what Moana did is take those tropes that you are familiar with, with Disney and kind of spin them on their head, you know, um, which is what, you know, Moana did, Big Hero 6 did that same thing. Uh, Zootopia definitely did it with, you know, and not just by 
flipping the Disney uh, formula over its head, but also kind of uh, introducing new and interesting, new and, you know, relevant uh, themes in that movie. Um, And hopefully they can bring that same element and bring it into um, Raya and the Last Dragon and kind of take those Disney tropes we're all familiar with, spin them on their head, but also give us a story that's relevant to today. If they can do that, then I think we got ourselves a pretty special movie. Um, If they can't, then we're going to end up with a movie like Ralph Breaks the Internet and Frozen 2. just safe formulaic garbage so um all right and the third movie news topic and this is a big one this is something that hit the news this week and um i wasn't expecting this to happen actually but it's happening um jared leto is set to return as joker in Zack snyder's justice league on hbo max uh, the last time we saw Leto as the Joker in the DCEU was in Suicide Squad. No, not the Suicide Squad. That's going to be directed by James Gunn. I'm talking about Suicide Squad. Um, we He was referenced in Birds of Prey. But we haven't seen him since Suicide Squad. Now, what do I think of this? Well... Here's here's I have a couple of things, okay? On the one hand, I'm not happy about it because I don't like um I just don't like the portrayal of Jared Leto's Joker. Um I know he probably most of his performance probably got cut from the movie, but I still don't really like what he did with the Joker. I thought he had a lot of really terrible dialogue, you know. Bring the car around. We're gonna go for a drive. You're my guest. This handsome. You know. <laughs> he had a lot of terrible dialogue. Um, but on the other hand. I'm pretty interested. Just because I like the fact that. the that, You know. DC is gonna be bringing back these actors. And they're getting their redemption. Because the original. Heads of Warner Brothers screwed up that whole situation with the DC Universe, giving us basically copying the Marvel formula. And DC, basically after Justice League, just realized, no, we don't have to be like Marvel. We don't have to have one continuing storyline. We can have standalone stories that that don't have to be connected. We could connect them at some point, but they're not, they don't have to be, you know. I mean, obviously, Flash is going to tie into um, the theatrical cut of Justice League. Aquaman ties into the theatrical cut of Justice League. But Zack Snyder's Justice League is going to be its own thing. It's going to be in its own, basically, its own universe. You know? Kind of like an al- al- almost an alternate reality. And who knows? Maybe if this is successful, maybe they do connect this story with um, the, the, the DC universe. Who Who knows? We're just never going to know yet. Um, But I am interested. Now, the other casting uh, that they announced, um, actually today, but I had already gotten my show notes together before I had even thought to bring this one up. Um, They're bringing back Deathstroke. Uh, Joe Manginello is returning 
um, as Deathstroke uh, for and to shoot additional scenes. Um, now we heard Joe Manganiello say that there was an original post-credit scene involving Deathstroke, um, which I kind of am interested into what that original post-credit scene was supposed to be. Um, don't get me wrong, I love the one we got in Justice League, you know. Shouldn't we have a league of our own? First of all, I, I gotta say this. Watching Justice League for the first time, there were multiple moments where I kind of squealed like a five-year-old child. That post credit scene with Deathstroke was one of those moments where me... I, I went to go see the movie with my with my friend Robert. Robert. And we literally turned at each other and freaked out. We were like, oh, oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. And then we went inside the car and just started. And we were recording a vlog, too. We just started recording. And we just screamed at the top of our lungs because this was such a huge thing that was going on. Uh, and we were just like, oh, my gosh. That's what they're going to do for the second Justice League movie. And that's what I kind of thought. And then they the movie bombed and we never got it. But And we're probably never going to see Joe Manganiello in the DCEU as Deathstroke. But, hey, you know what? It's a good thing we're seeing him in Zack Snyder's Justice League where everything will be right again. Um, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, but, yep, nope. I am very interested uh, in what they're going to do. Um, obviously, Zack Snyder... Um, has been really excited about this cut about finally showing his version of what the move of what he wanted. Um, it's gonna be nice to see him bring these ideas that he wanted to fulfill um, in his original cut, but never got a chance to. Um, so it is very exciting. Uh, so okay, uh, let's go ahead. Um, let's go ahead and take that commercial break. So. Um, before we get into the Q&A segment, it's time for the uh, f- infamous commercial break. So hang on tight, you guys, and the Zeke Sensor Show will be right back. What is up, guys? It is me, Zeke the Geek here, and I am the host of the best podcast on you on the internet called the Zeke Said So Show. If you are a fan of the Zeke Said So YouTube channel, then go to the Zeke Said So Show where we talk about movies, video games, comic books, uh, t- you know anything, anything and everything. We talk, we talk about it. I'm joined by uh, some guests, including the including Robert the Ghostwriter Martinez and that one kid, or. Whoever want, whoever else wants to be on my podcast, they are welcome to join. I am joined by one guest, or sometimes it will just be me by myself. And you and you guys get to join us as I take your questions after I talk about three movie news topics. We're talking about all things nerd stuff, nerd related and geek related. So if you are a fan of movies, television, video games, and comic books, and much much more. Go go start listening to the Zeke Said So Show on Anchor, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. That is where it can be found. Zeke Said So Show, Anchor Podcast. Go check it out. If you are a fan of the Zeke Said So YouTube channel, Zeke Said So Show podcast, you can go to my Patreon account and su- and support that channel. We have plenty of tiers that are perfect 
for your benefits. We have the $2 tier where you can donate, where if you donate $2, get your, you get a shout out right here on, on my YouTube channel. I do that for you guys. Or you can go to the $5 tier where you will get film commentaries. That's where I will watch a movie. You guys watch along with me and I'll just kind of talk about my thoughts throughout the movie. Kind of like how all friends do it when you sit down with a group of friends watching a movie together. You guys like to talk about it uh, amongst each other. And then you have the $10 tier, which is you get to request a movie that I get to review on a Throwback Thursday podcast that I do that week. So request, you get to do a request for any movie that I can review on Throwback Thursday or any of, or my Zeke Central podcast, anything. I will talk about it if you donate to that tier. But if you guys can't donate to the Patreon, that is completely okay. I'm not mad at you. You still watch the channel. You're still supporting me on that level by watching the channel anyway. But if you're interested in really supporting the channel, if you're interested in getting a shout out, checking out some film commentaries and requesting a movie review, go to my Patreon link in the description below and get your take of the Zeke Said So channel. Throwback Thursday is better than ever. If you go to the podcast feed on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast, you can go support Throwback Thursday. Starting on January 9th, you will get more Throwback Thursdays, starting with my review for Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, and we're going to be reviewing all types of movies, whether they came out in in the 20s or whether they came out last year whether they came out the year before that whenever they came out before now we are going to review those movies for you guys so if you're interested go check out the throwback thursday on the podcast feed on the zeke said so podcast feed go check it out and let's go back to well the past all right and we are back with the Zeke Setzel Show. Let's go ahead and get right on to your guys' Q&A questions. How do you guys send in a Q&A question? It's very simple. You guys send them in through Instagram, Twitter, or the YouTube comment section, and it will be answered. If you want to also send... If you also become a Patreon supporter, not only will I answer your question on the show, but I'll also give you a shout-out to your to either your Instagram, YouTube channel, or whatever... Um, just join the Patreon, donate to the $2, to the $2 tier, and then I will uh, give you guys a shout-out. So, okay. Um, let's go ahead and let's get started with these Q&A questions. And the first one is, thoughts on the Chris Pratt back one? Oh, gosh. Okay, here we go. So, okay. Let's, um... I'm not going to get into... I usually don't get... I don't get into politics... And I won't, and I still won't. But, okay, so let me give you, let me set up the, the story here, okay? So, I can't remember if it was this week or last week, but sometime within the past couple weeks, the Russo Brothers hosted this um, live stream. Um with the Marvel actors in support of the Biden campaign. Um, basically, you join the live stream, you donate some, you play, you donate some money, um, and it goes towards uh, Joe Biden and uh, Kamala Harris's campaign. Um, so that's basically what it was. 
And Chris Pratt being a um, a man with different beliefs did, was not on the on the show. Was not on the stream. Um, <laughs> so ever since then, people on Twitter have been giving him the title of worst Chris and basically uh, just saying these really hurtful things about Chris Pratt. And I was reading these tweets and I was just like, is this really what our world has come to? You know, we have, you know, we're over here fighting for people being treated unfairly in this in this country. There's so many people who are being treated unfairly. And this is just one of those instances where I'm like, why? Why are we treating somebody so bad because of what they believe in. If they don't believe. In. Getting into politics. Like I don't believe in getting into politics. It doesn't matter. What, what your religion is. What your. Race is. Gender. Sexual orientation. Nobody. Deserves. To be treated like crap. Nobody. And so. Whenever I hear something like this. And this kind of reminds me of. The situation that happened with. um, uh, With Kelly Marie Tran and Daisy Ridley. Obviously. It wasn't about politics. It was more about Star Wars. Which some people could argue is just as worse. But. But basically these people were saying these horrible things about both Kelly Marie Tran and Daisy Ridley to the point where Daisy Ridley like got rid of her social media. And Kelly Marie Tran was like, you know, just so just ripped to shreds by, by, pe- by just people on Twitter. And I remember thinking back, it's like, why are these people... Being so incredibly rude and disrespectful to somebody over the over a small little thing. That's kind of what this Chris Pratt situation reminds me of. Chris Pratt is being bullied and attacked online for his beliefs. And I... As somebody who believes in everyone deserves to be treated with the utmost love and respect. That really upsets me whenever I see something like that. So, to all of you who are part of the hashtag... Um, Pratt is the worst Chris or whatever. Leave Chris Pratt alone. Like the dude. And and some of the Marvel co-stars got his back. Like I don't know if you guys read Robert Downey Jr. posted. But Robert Downey Jr. had a lot of really. Had some great things to say. You know. So I don't know. I, again, I don't get into this stuff 
just because I like to talk about movies, just because I like being able to have that escape, but it's hard not to mention it when Chris Pratt is the biggest star in Hollywood, is one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. I mean, literally, we see him in almost everything now, from the Guardians of the, from the Marvel movies, um, he's also in the Jurassic World franchise, um, just in so many, so many movies. So, I think it's fitting that we do talk about this, so, okay. Uh, next question, uh, what are some movies you watch to learn more about filmmaking? Um, weirdly enough, when I, when I want to learn more about filmmaking, I usually listen to, um, director's commentaries. Um, I don't really watch the movie. Sometimes I'll just put the, the commentary track. I'll just get it. I'll, I'll just like, like I'll go to one of my movies that I have on movies anywhere and I'll click on the audio commentary for that movie, flip my phone around and just listen to the, to the audio track to the audio commentary track while I'm in my car. Because I feel like that's how I learn about filmmaking is by hearing the director's experience of making and writing what they're what they were thinking when they came up with this idea um and that's how I learn about filmmaking. Um I also learn just by um watching behind the scenes documentaries. Um, one of the movies that I actually watch, that I actually study, as far as the movie itself, I actually study, um, movies, here's, here's a movie that I actually study thoroughly, actually, um, and that is, um, it's, it's a Disney movie, but it's The Lion King, the original, not the remake, the original, because that movie's got so many interesting themes and so many interesting things that it's trying to say that it makes me wonder how they came up with most of this stuff. How did they th- think of all the right of right the right emotional beats and the right things to say, you know? And sometimes I'll study it. I'll just kind of like go around and and on a screenwriting level and on a storytelling level, The Lion King is for me, one of the greatest stories ever told, you know, um, but, uh, let's see, what other movies do I study, um, when it comes to comic book movies, I really thoroughly look at movies like The Dark Knight, or Logan, um, or, uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse, um, especially Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse, I remember when I saw that movie for the first time, I was so blown away by it, but then the more I watched it, I started noticing these little details, noticing certain little themes, and and starting to want and starting to piece together. Oh wow, this is what the filmmakers were actually thinking when they did when they made this choice. This is what they were thinking when they made that choice, um, and it, that's kind of how I look at film. Is kind of what was the what were the the story team or the director, the screenwriter, whatever. What were they thinking when they came up with ideas like this, you know? And sometimes you learn just by listening to director commentary tracks. Sometimes you learn just by lis- just by listening to an interview that a director is doing, you know? So that's just me. All right. 
Uh, next question. If you could make a movie with your three favorite actors, who would you choose and what movie would it be? Um, okay. A movie with my three favorite actors, I would do Brendan Fraser, Chris Pratt, and... Um, Brendan Fraser, Chris Pratt, and... Hmm. Hugh Jackman. And my movie, the movie I would do, I would make with, what movie would it be? Um, you know, oddly enough, I would love to make a, um, uh, like a, uh, um, a crime thriller with those three actors. Like, have Brendan Fraser play, like, the, the, the chief, you know, and have Chris Pratt and Hugh Jackman play the two main detectives, you know, and they kind of go out, it's kind of like a darker version of, like, Bad Boys or something, um, that's kind of, that's, that's kind of what I would do, honestly, but, yeah, that's just what I would do, honestly, um, I just want to see Brendan Fraser in more movies. I mean, I love him in Doom Patrol, but I want to see that dude in more movies. Come on, Brendan. Make more movies. All right. Uh what are what are the bi- what are the biggest Oscar snubs in your opinion? Um one of them actually happened fairly recently, just this past year at the Oscars. But um uh Alan Silvestri uh, that that man should have been nominated for his Avengers Endgame music. I thought his music, not just in Avengers Endgame, but also in Avengers Infinity War, were the best parts of that movie. Those moments in Avengers End, that Portals moment, does not work if Alan Silvestri's music is not great. The uh, the Thor showing up in Wakanda moment. Is not an epic, badass moment. Unless Alan Silvestri's music is epic and badass. You know. So honestly for me, I would say Alan Silvestri is is a recent one. Um, Let's see. The Lego movie, not getting nominated for Best Animated Film a few years ago was one. Um... Trying to think what other ones. Um, <sighs> Kevin Hart for Night School. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. Um, but uh, let's see. Hmm. Here's one that I thought should have been recognized. Um, I thought Taron Egerton should have been nominated for Rocket Man. I did not like the movie Rocket Man. I thought I thought it was pretty. Um, I did not really like it at all, but I thought Taron Egerton was awesome as Elton John. And unlike Rami Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody, which Rami Malek was really good in Bohemian Rhapsody, but unlike Rami Malek, Taron Egerton did all of his own singing. So I thought he should have been nominated. I thought he should have been thought of at least. Um, he didn't have to win, 
because he wasn't going to win just because um because Joaquin Phoenix just happened to play the Joker this past year so um but yeah no um I'm trying to think are there any other ones um I'm trying to think Yeah, no, I can't. I can't think of one um, off the top of my head. Um, okay, thoughts on the Mandalorian season two special look? Um, I thought it. I thought it, I think this. I think the more I see from Mandalorian season two, the more I am excited for it. I'm actually rewatching season one right now, um, and I'm gonna review season one on the Zig Central show just one week before uh, season two premieres. So I'll be really excited to do that one. Um, actually, oh, never mind. Not one week. <laughs> never mind. Um, because uh, it is one week. Oops. Um, okay. Um, gosh, I can't believe I just said that. Anyway. Um, anyway, let's move on. Um <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, here's another one. Uh, are there any movies you think should not have won the Oscar for any category? Um, well, Toy Story 4 this past year won the Oscar for Best Animated Film. And having... thinking And thinking back on it and re-watching both Toy Story 4 and How to Train Your Dragon 3... I thought How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, should have gotten Best Animated Film this year, uh, this past year. Um, because How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, and not only was just such a great finale to the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy, it was just a really great movie. Like, it's personally my favorite of the three. Um, and it's rare for a third movie in a trilogy to be my favorite of the three. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I honestly, so that's one of them. Um, here's one that I, that won a few years ago that everyone went crazy when it won, but I didn't really think it should have won. Um, Birdman. I did not think Birdman was that, I, I, Birdman was okay. I didn't love it, but I. I thought it was okay and it should not have been it i i can see the argument of why it deserved to be nominated that year i just don't know i just don't think it should have won i just don't think it should have won that year to me my two cho- my three choices for winning that year were number one whiplash whiplash is should have gotten that oscar two american sniper and three, Selma. Like, those three, I thought could have easily beaten Birdman. But, honestly, Birdman won, whatever. I mean, I didn't, I didn't like the, I didn't really like the movie, but hey, I don't get to vote when it comes, we don't get to vote when it comes to the Oscars. Um, anyway, alright. Uh, let's go ahead and, uh... Oh, here's a good one. Um, thoughts on the film? I can only imagine. Do you like it? Um, I can only imagine. Is that the one about the? 
That's the that's the 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 Christian based movie, right? About the the uh, Mercy Me singer. I like that song too, by the way. Um, it's a really good song. Um, oh yeah, this is the one. Okay, yeah. Um, I really like it. I like it. I mean, I don't think it's one of the greatest movies ever made, but I like it. I think it's a very sweet movie. Um, and I think it's a. I think the the movie's got a lot of heart to it. Oddly enough. Um, and for a movie that's based on, um, you know, faith, it it's not a movie that crams a message of God down your throat. It doesn't push it down your throats, which is what I, which is what I kind of appreciated about it. Um, it's there. It's obviously there. But it's not like most most of these, you know, faith based movies kind of do this trope where they have to cram in a message, uh, cram in kind of like a uh, a church message in your movie. When all you got to do first and foremost is to just make a good movie, um, and I feel like. I can only imagine is one of those movies where they didn't really do that. It's there. You can definitely see it. You can see the the messages and the themes in there. But at the heart of the story, it's it's just it's a movie about a father and a son. That's deep down that's what that movie's about. And I I liked it. I really did. I, I do like the movie. I think it's good. Okay. Uh favorite Jamie Foxx performance. Uh I gotta go with Django. Oh, I gotta go with Django Unchained. Uh, I think that is by far his best performance. Some people think his performance as Ray Charles is his best role. Um, I don't. I mean, I like him as Ray Charles. I just didn't really love that movie. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, rank the Andy Circus Apes trilogy. For me, it's Dawn, Rise, and War. Really? War is your least favorite, huh? Um, mine is different from yours. Mine is War at number one, Dawn at number two, and then Rise at number three. Um, Dawn actually used to be my favorite. Even when War of the Planet of the Apes came out, it used to be my favorite. Then I watched War for the Planet of the Apes um, uh, when I bought it on 4K, and I watched it, and I just, I loved it even more. I loved it. The more I watched it, the more I loved it. And Oh, by the way, that's another snub. Andy Serkis should have gotten nominated for all three Planet of the Apes movies. Even Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which I did not like, but I thought he was the best part of that movie, and he deserved to be nominated for all three movies. I don't care if he was a performance capture. Performance capture is acting. Performance capture, when you really think about it, is just a high-tech version of makeup. That's what it is. That's what performance capture is. It's basically makeup without the actual... It's just... It's high... It's computerized makeup. That's what it is. 
And the the fact that Andy Serkis just did not get nominated for any of those three Planet of the Apes movies is beyond me. I'll never understand it. I'll never understand it. You know, so anyway, that's just my opinion. All right. Uh, top five most underrated movies ever. Uh, well, for me, it's hard to come up with top five. I'm just going to name one. I'm going to name one movie that I think is tragically underrated. None of you guys went to see it when it came out. Nobody talks about it anymore. And there's a reason why they're rebooting it again in the first place. The tw- I, I, I can't believe... If for those of you who have seen my... Who have heard me talk on the internet for any period of time. You know how much I love this movie. The 2017 Power Rangers movie. That movie deserved to make more money than it did. And it deserves to get a lot of great recognition. It's not a best picture movie. It's not that. It's not even that. But it is a great freaking movie. Like, it's a great freaking movie. Every single, like, I, look, is the movie perfect? No. Is the movie Schindler's List? No. I think it's a great movie, though. And when it comes to superhero movies, not comic book movies, superhero movies in general, I'd put Power Rangers up in the top ten. The 2017 Power Rangers movie. I'd put that up in the top ten. Like, I love it. You know, in fact, honestly, I would do, honestly, I would, I would make a sequel to it. I would. If you, if you, if a studio gave me any amount of money, I would make a sequel to it. Even if it's for Netflix, I would do it. Um, anyway, that's just my, there's my rants. Okay. Uh, oh, here's, speaking of direct, uh, what movie franchise would you like to direct? Uh, well, I just brought up Power Rangers. I'd love to do, I'd love to make a sequel to the 2017 Power Rangers movie. Um, uh, Hasbro, if you're hearing this, uh, please, uh, consider me to direct, uh, to direct the sequel to the 2017 Power Rangers movie. Um, but as far as franchise out... Um, I would love to direct a, I would love to get my hands on a Spider-Man project, you know, that would be fun. It would just be fun to make a Spider-Man movie, not even just a, not even just a movie in the Spider-Man universe, just a Spider-Man movie in general. I would love to do that. Um, Star Wars would also be one that I would do. Um, a DC movie. Um, yeah, uh, an MCU movie. Who knows? Um, uh, anyway. Alright. What are some movies that came out in the last five years that inspire you? Um, I don't know about inspired me, but it is a movie that kind of changed my life. Um, it was Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse. That movie came out in such an important time where there was a time in my life where I felt kind of like, um, um, where I had felt like, um, Peter B. Parker, which is why I think he's my favorite character in the movie. Um, there's a moment in my life where I felt like, uh, Peter B. Parker, 
and Miles, actually, the more I think about it, uh, where on Peter P. Parker's level, I felt like I screwed up a lot of things in my life, and I feel like I should go back and fix it, but you never know if you'll mess it up again. But also on Miles' situation, I've also felt like I... I've also been in Miles' shoes where I... You know... Where I don't feel like I have a choice or a say in anything that happens. You know? Where, you know, And now I don't feel that way. But back then, before the movie came out, I felt that way. And then the movie came out and it basically spoke to me. It was like... I was like, oh my gosh, I see my life in this. Because <laughs> beyond just being a movie about a bunch of spider people that travel through the multiverse, that movie, that's such a human story, is Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse. It's such a humanized story. And I think, to me, it is the best animated film ever made. It, I would go so far as to say it is the greatest animated film ever made. And it's honestly one of my top five favorite movies of all time. So, okay. Uh, is there something from your past you wish you could change? Oh, that's such a deep question. Um, um, I don't know. I don't really have a lot of things that I would change. Um, I think the one thing I would change is I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have, I would not have quit school. Um, I would have stayed in school for a little bit longer. Um, and I'm talking about college, not high school. I mean, obviously I graduated high school, but I'm talking about college, um, there was a time, like, while I was in college, I just felt like I, I didn't really, I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was doing good in it, so I just kind of gave up, which I don't recommend to anybody out there, um, honestly, if you're gonna go to school, follow it through, don't, don't quit it, you know, cause you're a little, you know, there's, there's gonna be people who regret it, but, that's probably the one thing I would change. If I can go back in time and tell Zeke from like a couple years ago anything, I would probably say, don't quit school. Keep doing it. <laughs> um, um, I want to... Oh, I also... Um, another thing I would change actually is um, I would have started production on my short film a couple years ago. Because I feel like I... It's not that I missed my opportunity because obviously I'm going to start production on my first short film uh, very soon, actually. Um, I just felt like I should have done it sooner rather than later. Um, it's kind of my thing about it. So anyway. All right. Uh, would you ever consider doing live Q&As? Um, in the future, maybe. Uh, I've done live Q&As before. I've done live streams before. Never done live Q&As, though. I've never been on streams long enough to do Q&As. I think it would be fun. I, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you guys... Maybe I might clip this segment of the podcast out and put it up on my YouTube channel. But what do you guys think? You know, whether you're watching this on YouTube or whether you're listening to it on the podcast feed. 
Um, do you guys think I should start doing live Q&As on my YouTube channel? Who knows? Um, maybe I'll consider it someday. Okay. And the final question is, favorite and least favorite Michael Bay Transformers movie? Well, favorite Michael Bay Transformers movie, I will say, is Transformers Dark of the Moon, which is the third one. I think that movie is really underrated. That's one of the underrated movies for me. Um, I really love that movie. Is it perfect? No. It's a Michael Bay movie. It's not going to be perfect. But I think it's one of his better ones. I think it's one of his better Transformers movies. And I think if you take Bumblebee out of the equation, I think it is the best Transformers movie. I think it's the closest we would we were ever going to get to Michael Bay making an awesome Transformers movie. Um, because Transformers 1 is good, not great. 2 is garbage. 4 is garbage. And then 5 is atrocious. And by the way, spoiler alert, 5 is my least favorite of the of the Michael Bay Transformers movies. But Transformers 3 for some weird reason, I I just was so not even just entertained by it, I loved it. And I still to this day watch it every year. I can watch it every year and not get tired of it. I do think the second half of the movie is better than the first half. But I still really love the movie. So, alright guys. That will do it for this episode of the Zeke Setso Show. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, uh, you know, what are your guys' thoughts on any of the topics we discussed here on the Zeke Setso Show? Let me know. Um, and also... Um, I got a couple of, uh, things to announce. First of all, there's a brand new episode of Throwback Thursday. Uh, I am reviewing Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Throwback Thursday is coming to an end next week. Next week, we're going to be reviewing, uh, John Carpenter's Halloween. Just in time, actually, f- for Halloween. So definitely look out for that. Um, we also, let me see, uh... And um, look out for the for the YouTube channel. I'm actually going to be doing a new YouTube video where I'm going to discuss um, the future of the Zeke Setso YouTube channel. Kind of talk to you guys about some uh, projects that are in the works right now. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy that. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace out.